everybody. It's Jesse Lynn, and welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. We are kicking off 2023 in the best way possible. I am so excited. The guest we have on the show today, I had the pleasure of meeting this young lady about this same time last year during my reign as Miss Rodeo USA. And ironically, she is the newly crowned Miss Rodeo USA. I would like to welcome Miss Anna Woolsey to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just getting over a sickness, so my voice is a little scratchy, but other than that, I'm good. Good. Yes, that sickness. Oh, man, IFR week will hit you like a ton of bricks. Oh, it did. I've been bedridden for three days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it looks like you made it through the photo shoot at Sherry's okay, so that, did, yeah. that was good. Yes. Uh, bless bless Sherry's heart. She um <laughs> was, was nursing me for about three days, so definitely know the pain there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, we are so excited. You know, I had the pleasure to see you all week in January. This was super exciting. Watch you compete. And um, I just wanted you to share your story a little bit. Obviously, we had a chance to get to know one another back at Cinch Time Event Championships. And then right. now, of course, Miss Rodeo USA. But, you know, this podcast is all about catching your dreams, chasing them, going for that goal. Share with us a little bit about your experience and what your road to Miss Rodeo USA looked like. Well, it was about 10 years of being a rodeo queen. I started when I was 13, and I'm 23 now. So I had a goal. I wanted to win a barrel saddle, and that, and I had never won a saddle before. And I'd never been to a queen contest. I'd never really been to a rodeo that I could remember. I just always shown horses whenever I was growing up. But my mom was a has-been, and my dad was a bull rider in college and high school. And so when I, I had this little barrel horse that I just kind of made run around the barrels. We weren't very good, but I wanted my own saddle. And so my mom told me that I could enter a queen contest, and I could win one. And so I just entered my local Skytech Princess pageant, and I won the barrel saddle. And from then on, I just went on and competed and did more queen contests and won more saddles, and it eventually led to this one. That's awesome. You know, I definitely think it's safe to say. I love the fact when rodeo and just showing horses and, and all of that is part of the family history. I know I had a chance to get to know your mom as well, and she is just awesome, by the way. I just love her to death. And of course, respect your dad tons. He does a lot of training horses. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, he's a horse trainer. He has been for 20 something years. Yes, and we, you know, we, you and I share a very common uh, relationship with Miss Trish Farmer, who I think yes. now is working with y'all and all of that great stuff. So yes. I just, I love and admire everything about your family. And I just love the fact that it's that family tie that brought you into this business. That's yeah. just, it's amazing. Tell me a little bit about your week of Miss Rodeo USA. That's, you know, it's a very, long week for each contestant, but tell us how that process looked. Were there any struggles that you faced during the week, anything you had to overcome and, and how did you go about doing that? You know, I entered Mr. USA on the very last deadline on the 10th at 10 30 PM. I had no intentions of running for it after I'd competed at Mr. America. And I got home and I said, you know what, I'm this, it's now or never. And so I didn't want to be 30 years old and regret not ever competing for Mr. USA. And so I honestly just showed up with just wanting to compete one last time. And I didn't really have any high expectations. I just wanted to enjoy myself. I didn't really cram studying. I said, whatever I know, it's what I know. So I, don't want, I didn't want to stress me out for that last time or stress myself out. And so I, I showed up and I met amazing friends and I, I'll be friends with them forever. And it was a great week. Uh, that was the most interviews that I've ever done, though. So that was probably, I was like, whoa, that is a lot. 
<laughs> yes. I mean, I was besties with the judges by the end of the week. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you, that is uh, one thing I distinctly remember. My year was like 16 personal interview sessions. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. Yeah, Yes. <laughs> and and y'all got off easy this year. Y'all didn't have a midnight wake up call interview like we did. No, I, was... we... <laughs> I know. I told Candace, I said, don't you have them do it, Candace. I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> we were fortunate our year. They were kind of they were kind of gracious to us in our year. They um I think it was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. They came and got us oh, up. Okay. So it wasn't like that's... crazy two AM or something, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that 10.30 is just washing my makeup off. That's all right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, as Ms. Rudy was saying, we've, we've had, a, um, of course, uh, Kylie Campbell's been on the podcast with us, and we yeah. talked a little bit about her platform. I'd like for you to share your platform as well, because I really feel like this is something that not only I, I can relate to, but pretty much anybody in the rodeo industry, but I yeah. believe folks also listening to this podcast can relate to as well. So tell us a little bit about your platform and and um, how long you've been working on this project? So my platform is Save a Life, Adopt a Dog. And I, I do feel like my platform is so unique because it's not something that I just had to think of when I when I became a rodeo queen or got more invested into state and national level titles. This is something I've been working on since I was 17 years old. I've been fostering dogs and I've fostered hundreds of dogs. And I currently have three right now. And I've, I fundraise, I volunteer quite often at spay and neuter clinics. Um, I'll just pop in, I'll go get coffee runs for the gals that are working or I'll pull out the little um, nose things out of their nose that they just got fixed. And so uh, I just really love it. I've, it's such a community that I'm so invested in and I love the animals that I've met and the people are just so great. And so um, I was able to fund or donate $500 to Skytech Paws and Claws, which is the rescue that I foster with primarily. I have also fostered for Oklahoma German Shepherd Rescue as well. Uh, but my coronation for Mr. USA is actually going to be a fundraising dog walk. And so I'm super excited for that. I didn't really want to have like a coronation party. I wanted something that uh, would help for a cause in my community because especially in Oklahoma, the unwanted pet population is it's huge. And there's so many animals that are living out on the streets or in shelters or rescues or um, in terrible homes. And so if I my one of my coronation to be something that gives back to my community. And so I'm really excited for that. So stay tuned and you need to come and walk a dog. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that fact that you're actually using your coronation, uh, what would normally be a banquet slash fundraiser, yes. you're actually using it for the actual program and mentoring that you are yeah. doing. That is just awesome. Tell us a little bit, do you know the date and time of this? And then are there, where, where can people find details about this event? We definitely need to promote this. Yes. So Candace is like all about it. <laughs> so excited. Uh, we are thinking end of March, beginning of April, whenever the weather's better outside. It'll be in Tulsa. I'm either thinking Woodward Park or Guthrie Green. I don't really have all of the details yet, but um, I'll definitely, as Mr. to USA, Facebook and Instagram page is where to find it when they do come out. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely be sharing it on our platforms as well to make sure <laughs> yes. we can get as much participation out there as possible because oh, yeah. that is just absolutely stellar. And, yes. you know, I can't tell you how many dogs I saw running around at the IFR. So I was like, yeah, this is this is <laughs> spot on. I mean, how do you oh, get yeah. much better than dogs and rodeo and a rodeo queen? That's just <laughs> all oh, yeah. in one. Well, tell it's us good. a little bit too. Um, 
you know, our schedules tend to be rather hectic throughout this year. Have yes. you had any uh, inclinations to how the schedule's looking? Tell us a little bit about some of the places you may be stopping at this year that you know of. Well, uh, right now, I just know of the Cinch Time event so far. And so uh, Victoria, she just sent me my schedule yesterday, and I've not really had a chance to kind of sit down and actually look at it. But it looks pretty packed to me. And so a lot of southeastern states, so I'm really excited to go down there. Um, I'm kind of I'm excited to go to California. I have some plans to head on out there. And then St. Tite also um, released its uh, vaccine regulations. And so I might be going up to Canada, too. Fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah. Yes, I know uh, Canada was uh, on the bucket list last year, but everything was getting kind of still in that. What do we do with this yeah, COVID I pre guess. thing? So I just kind of <laughs> opted out because I was like, my luck, I would have gotten up there and, you know, sneezed and then would have been stuck up there. So I hope go enjoy it for me and just send me a ton of I pictures, know. please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you need a chaperone for that event can i go can i be your you know personal press <laughs> yes no i accept i will take you as a <laughs> perfect yes all right i love it well this is super exciting and we're excited to have you in the southeast too um i know we had somewhat talked about if you're down and out and have some uh off time some beach time definitely needed yep. and so i'm sure we'll be talking about that and maybe we can catch up sometime midpoint of the year too and talk a little bit more about how your year's going um, oh yeah i'd love that. yeah go ahead Oh, no, I would say I'd love that. Yes, no, oh, I'm agreeing. That would be awesome. That <laughs> I would love it. And, you know, what I love about this is, you know, I just love the fact that you said, you know what? We're doing this. This is what yeah. we're doing. I, you, di you, you didn't want to come back and, you know, at 30, be like, man, I regret not doing something. I think that's yeah. something that led to the creation of this podcast and really getting everyone's perspective on, you know, how do you go about chasing those goals? How do you go about chasing right. those dreams? I think for some people, it's a little tough because they've been knocked down or they've been down and out and they just can't find that starting point. So I'm going to get a little more deep and personal here. Um, yeah. But so definitely feel free to share some experiences. But, you know, has there ever been, you talked about, you know, you wanted to win that barrel saddle. So you went, you competed, you won, you've won more saddles. Now you're this national title holder getting to travel all across the country. What advice would you give to somebody who may have a dream right at the tip of their fingertips, but they're too afraid to maybe take that leap of faith or to step out? What would your advice to them be? You know, I, I've had a lot of success with being a rodeo queen, but I've not always had a lot of success showing my horses. And since that's what I've done my entire life, I, I've been humbled. I mean, there are times where I have gone in there and my horse has embarrassed me. And I was like, OMG, I want to go home right now. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, it happens. It literally happens to everyone. Yes, it does. But, they, they make liars out okay. of us. <laughs> they do, you know, just when you think you're getting good. And then they're like, nope, never mind. Yep, I forgot. But, <laughs> oh, yes. And so there, there, so a horse that I had when I was in youth, his name was Dale's Dream. And Muffin came to us when I was around 15 years old, I believe. And he wasn't going to make a rainer for my dad. And he wasn't going to make a rainer for me. And that was whenever the ranch riding class was getting really big and popular. And so I started taking him in that. And the first few times were not good. Uh, more than, Actually, more than the first few times. But I had a goal to make the finals at the World Show and to win the year-end award for the Oklahoma Quarter Horse. And I did both of those things. And so it took from 15 to 18 
to really get Muffin and myself to the point of where we could be so successful. And even to date, he is still the horse that I have won the most things on. And it was because I did not give up from the moment that we showed the first time and he plumb ran off with me. And so I think, <laughs> I mean, ran off. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> humbling moments. But I think if I had given up on him then, and if I had listened to anything that anybody had said, you know, he wasn't going to make a show horse, he wasn't going to do this or that, I wouldn't have had the success that I did. And so sometimes you just have to trust in yourself and some, you just have to get knocked down those few times and continue staying on the same path that you're on and, you know, get help from other people and reach out to uh, friends that are going to be encouraging to you and, you know, have your support system behind you. But that's, I mean, that's the best advice that I can give. You know, sometimes you just got to full send it, honestly, like just keep going for it and you might get humbled, but you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have the success that you deserve and that, yeah, that you deserve. Absolutely. I love that 100%, you know, and it's funny too. Did you experience any of that time, like anybody that told you to give up on Muffin or say, you know, why are you doing this? This isn't working or, you know, you guys can't do that. Any naysayers during that time? Um, sometimes my dad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old dad. We're going to throw dad right under the bus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he tries to be realistic with me and, you know, he doesn't want me to get my heart broken. And so, um, but I, I get some of his strong headedness. So I was like, no, we can do it. We yeah. are going to do it. And we did. So I love it. You know, sometimes that hard headedness and persistence can pay off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I did have naysayers in queen contests for sure. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, I, that's something probably last year. Um, it was interesting. You know, we brought, everybody brings their whole new perspective. You know, each queen is mm -hmm. different. They bring their whole set, whole new set of personality, characteristic traits. And that's what's beautiful about it is we all are not the same. We have the same goal to promote the sport, but we're all different in so many different ways. Right. And, um, you know, definitely had some resistance, met with some resistance throughout the year, but you know, had to kind of do what you talked about, you know, find that common goal. Why did I do this? Keep pursuing my dream, that goal. And ultimately it ended up being this beautiful masterpiece that right. I, I couldn't have planned any better. It definitely was God's hand over everything last year in that, that took place. Tell us a little bit about how you handled the naysayers in, in the rodeo queen world. And, you know, how do you handle that differently from when you were a teenager to now, you know, there's definitely points of, of growing up that happened yeah. and just give us a little bit of info on that. Yes. Well, when I entered my first queen contest, I, the horse that I had at the time was, he was 19 years old. His name was Taylor Wiz. And he had won a lot of money and earnings when he was young, but he was, he was an old show horse. He was cranky. He didn't want to do it anymore, but he loved his little 13 year old person. So he put half the effort in. But when you show up to a queen contest on, you know, what other people preserve to be a fancy high powered rainer, when he was just old and angry to be there, um, that kind of kind of sets the tone negatively against, you know, competitors and girls that I grew up being in queen contests with, you know, as the horse show girl, I didn't have a place here. My hat was too high and tight. I, I didn't fit in. I never rodeoed. So how, like, how, why are you here? You know, but mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and people will still tell me my hat is, my hat is too high and tight, but I've really tried to stay true to myself. I am a horse show girl. I am who I am because of where I've grown up and the people that I've met throughout my entire life. I mean, the professionals that I've been surrounded around since I was so little, they've really shaped me. And so as I got older, I didn't want to let anything take away from who I was. And so I really tried to, you know, kind of pay tribute, you know, my hat shape, you know, I, I, I take care of my horses. I pride myself in, you know, how much of a horsewoman I am. And 
that really did give me kind of an advantage in queen contest because, you know, the horsemanship portion always has come easy to me. But if I had listened to people and I had, you know, relaxed my hat shape or I changed this or I did this differently, I might not be where I am today. And so I really think that's a great thing to, to stay honest and stay true and to stay authentic, most importantly. But that was kind of something that I dealt with uh, throughout the whole course of being a rodeo queen. And, you know, Candace, she told me when I was young, she was like, no, your hat's just a little too high and tight. You should probably relax it. And I said, no. And she remembered that. And now she says that she couldn't see me with any other hat shape. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, the things and, and I love what you touched on is is remaining and being yourself. You you stayed yeah. true to who Anna is through all of these experiences. And you haven't let the outside world influence you mm-hmm. in a negative manner. You've maintained who you've maintained that image of Anna Woolsey. This is me. Yes. And yes. I'm unapologetically me. And, you know, I, I know who I am. I, that's something right. I think that folks struggle with, especially in today's world. Social media mm-hmm. is such oh, a, yeah. oh, it's, it's, you know, it, there's so many things that it's so easy to look and say, oh, I got to keep up with the Joneses. No, you got to just be you and, and keep up with yourself. That's the most important thing. You know, oh, yeah. I, I love the fact that you talked about authenticity. And that is one thing that when we had a chance back at Cinch last year to get to know one another is I just loved hanging out with you and all the girls because you were just you. I loved it. And I'm like, you know, it was just whatever you said is like, mm-hmm. okay. Like it just came out that way. Like, okay. It's like, that's me. And I'm like, I love this chick. I'm like, this is yeah. great. And I think a lot of girls in queen contests, they get caught up in the idea of what a rodeo queen should be. And a rodeo queen is whoever you are. It's whoever you make it be, mm-hmm. honestly. And I mean, you don't have to alter yourself to be able to fit in. And one of the points that I brought up to the judges in my interview was that each girl has something different to offer. So for my background, uh, surrounded by the professional horsemen, I have those to bring to the table. With your background of singing and your sponsors that you have, you offer that to the table. And so I can't offer something that you have or that a girl who grew up showing livestock can offer. But we all can bring something. And that's really what this is about, is growing the Rodeo Queen community. So we have to be accepting of every single different type of girl, no matter their background. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. Bravo. We are going to pass the the nice offering plate now because we are going to church on this. I love it. You know, I I read a post. um, You may have seen it um, a while back. It was talking about uh, not an older lady, but, you know, older than us, um, probably mid 40s, um, was talking about the that's not the rodeo queen way. And she kind of broke down. Well, what is the rodeo queen way? Because back in my day, it was matching hat colors, gloves, you know, silk pants, um, you know, polyester. Polyester. Yes. And so it's just like the other day I walked in Belks yesterday, girl, satin shirts everywhere. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, I was ahead of the fashion trend for anybody else yeah. was. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it is so different. You know, I think there's common characteristics of a rodeo queen. Okay. Like when we played Rodeo Queen Family Feud, you yes. know, that was <laughs> that was probably one of my best nights there was our that pajama was so party. You just folks, you had to be there. There, that was that was fun. And you answered yeah. a question really quickly, and I just fell out dying laughing. I'm like, dang, she sounds like she knows about that one. <laughs> uh, I know what question you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you know, I I do love the fact that that's the thing about being a dream catcher, and really, that's what you have done. You have 
you have literally been an example of what it means to be a dream catcher. And that's remaining authentic and true to yourself and being who you are, being Anna Woolsey, now Miss Rodeo USA 2023. I can say that officially. It's so exciting. And, you know, it's like you said, we all have something different to bring to the table. And I'm even now going to step outside of our Rodeo Queen world, you know, just in life in general. Um, I mean, there is definitely things just like your platform. Hello, everybody loves pets. If you don't love pets, something's wrong with you. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that right (laughs) now. Not a good person. (laughs) No. And so even in general life, I think that is something that not only folks who may be listening to this podcast that are from our background, rodeo world, different things Mm -hmm. like that, but just folks who may be discovering this podcast for the first time. It is a gift to be yourself. Don't sit here and try to look and be something you're not when that's what we call imitation. And imitation is never good for when you want to reach a level of success. Now, you can model some of the practices of other people. Yeah. And implement it. And and that's really what I'm gathering from your story. And I love, you know, we did a lot of horse showing growing up. Um, I grew up in the rodeo family, but turned eventually at 13. I'm, I'm going to show my thoroughbred all around. Halter, there you, go. you know, hunt seat equitation yeah. over fences, Western pleasure. And I had people tell me, you're crazy. Uh, you know, he shouldn't be jumping. You know, he's too thick because mm-hmm. he was thoroughbred. He was a uh, thoroughbred quarter horse mix. But oh, buddy, yes. he'd go out there and show just like the rest of them would. Um, oh, yeah. It's funny when people look and they see this gift, and, and I'm calling it a gift because you do. Any any person that meets you this year, they're they're standing in an, an amazing place because you're meeting an outstanding young lady who knows who she is, knows her goals, knows where she's going, and you have a testimony of yourself. That's what I just love. You're, uh, you yeah. just exuberate that energy, and that's just what I love about you. And part of the reason, too, I'm like, hey, Anna, you want to be on the podcast, please? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad you asked. I feel so honored. <laughs> hey, and I'm like, you know, I couldn't think of a better way to kick off the new a year because you know I took a break in November and December and January getting ready for pageant and um you know needed to take a break for just getting ready and so I'm like this is a great way to kick off the new year um and I just love hearing your perspective um on the other side of the fence it's just it's really amazing to see now before I let you go um I do want to ask just a couple of more questions and just kind of let this lead you wherever you'd like for it to go um is there anything up until this point that you have regretted not doing and is there anything that you don't regret doing at all (laughs) oh goodness oh I am sure, let's see, what have I not, let's see, what have, let's see, probably so. Um, I think a big regret that I have was uh, kind of like my high school career in school. I, you know, I got a boyfriend. He made me sad. It was not healthy. And it really kind of took away from my grades and my focus. And so I really wish that I had uh, not had that boyfriend or had been able to handle that situation better. And would have been able to, you know, not have the grades that I had, you know, I eventually got it figured out after I broke up with him. But, you know, I think that would have kind of set me on a different path. And I regret not being on Oklahoma State's equestrian team. That is like a huge regret of mine. And if I could do it over, I would, but I can't. But I'm I'm so glad and so, so blessed and thankful for the life that I have lived because 
I mean, you never know what your path is going to be. And so had I done that, I may not have been a rodeo queen up until 23 years old, or I may not have competed for Miss Rodeo USA. And so I think that's just kind of something. So, I mean, you can't really live your life in regrets, but there are things that I wish that I could have done differently, but you know, you live and you learn. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you just said it best. You live and learn. And I'm sure there's some lessons that you learned even mm-hmm. In between those situations, even though, hey, that may have not been the best relationship, I'm sure there were some lessons that you've learned that now make you, again, who you are. Yeah. Because you let it actually motivate you and not defeat you. So there's, yeah. I, I love that. That's awesome. Thank you for being transparent with that 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no secrets. I will tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And and I will say this, just, hey, up until 23 years old, honey, I'm 27. Okay, so we won't talk about age, okay? <laughs> it's like, 23 still young in my mind, okay? Oh, goodness. <laughs> so you're, you're ahead of the game there, okay? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about, too, um, I want people to be able to follow you this year on your journey. Of course, I've been keeping up with you already. And already some amazing sponsor posts going out. Workout routines. I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm girl. I've never done that before. I was, I felt, I was like, I'd never videoed myself in the gym. And I like put myself in a corner and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I feel uncomfortable, but it, it's, it's for the girls. Okay. It's for the girlies on the TikTok, on the Instagram. There you go. Hey, I love it. And, and Hey, coming from the, the old fart over here, you know, that's the mom I feel like of the, the Royal Queen world now. It, I'm, I'm loving it. So keep doing it, girl. I just, I love it. But tell everybody, yeah, where we can follow and keep up with you. I see the websites y'all um, are getting all that done as well. So just yeah. tell us a little bit about all that yeah so we have the facebook be sure to usa the instagram um also a snapchat and i'm trying to get onto the tiktok i have not had very much success i don't know i can't figure out the password or something so eventually there will be mr to usa tiktoks as well so I, the handle is all the same uh so yeah that's where you can keep up with my stuff i do a lot of stories i'm more of an instagram girly so that's probably where i'll be posting like most frequently but yeah, any, any of the platforms, I'm not a Twitter girl though. So I don't, I don't think we have the Twitter anymore. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, that is awesome. And, uh, two, are you going to be doing some blogs as well? Yes. I just posted my first blog a few days ago, actually. So that's on the Mr. USA website. Fantastic. Well, I'll have to go check it out and see what all's going on. But, um, other than that, you know, what is any lasting, you know, words of advice or anything that you'd love to tell Um, anyone listening to this podcast who's, you know, waiting to go catch that dream? Yeah. So one of the things when I was in college at NEO, there was a mean girl on the equestrian team. And I was an open rider. I came on as an open rider as a freshman, which isn't, you know, very often for girls. But um, she was she was hateful. She was like she was not nice. The very first time that I ever had an encounter with her, she said something snide to me about the horses. And it really put um it really made my first year of college with her very hard. I'd never really dealt with a mean girl situation, like a true one before. And, you know, there were a lot of times that I called my mom and I was in tears and, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. And she was like, you're fine. You know, it's fine. Just ignore her whatever. She She's only angry and she just doesn't like you because you came on as a freshman open writer. And so for the girls listening, if there's somebody out there that is being rude or mean or hateful to you, it's okay to cry to your mom about it. It's okay to, you know, get upset. But at the end of the day, remember that the people that are trying to dim your light are the people who are not as good as you. And so 
stay confident in yourself. Know that you are made to do incredible things. And that some girl that, you know, pushes other girls down and spits in their face is really not worth your time and energy. So, Amen. Well, girl. Right Preach. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like my, like my, I, my final thoughts, I guess, is that mean girls are going to be everywhere you go. And honestly, they're, I feel like they're more frequent as we get older. They and are. So, yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's also, hard. <laughs> it is. It is hard. I don't know why they're gonna be like that. Yes. So just stay confident, stay true to yourself and don't make apologies for you know the talents that you possess because that was given to you by God and I mean there's don't let don't let somebody try and take that away from you. Amen. I love it. And I think that is a perfect note to wrap this podcast up on. Oh, yeah. And Anna, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining us. Like I said, I hope we can get you back on maybe mid part, three quarters way through yes. the year and um, get you back on for another episode. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck. Have an awesome year. And uh, we'll be seeing you on down the trail. And folks, for those of you listening, make sure you go out and check out Miss Rodeo USA. You can also find everything, as she mentioned, on Facebook, Instagram, hopefully TikTok here pretty soon. And be sure to keep up with Anna and all her travels. But until next time, we will see you guys on Down the Trail. You've been listening to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. Bye.